Welcome to Leviticus 13. We're now about to read the longest chapter in the book of Leviticus, 59 verses. This will take twice as long as it usually takes for me to read a chapter to you. And, um, and then we'll have some comments after, so hang in there. Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, When a man shall have a swelling in his body skin, or a scab, or a bright spot, and it becomes in the skin of his body the plague of leprosy, then he shall be brought to Aaron the priest, or to one of his sons the priests. The priest shall examine the plague in the skin of the body. If the hair in the plague has turned white, and the appearance of the plague is deeper than the body skin, it is the plague of leprosy. So the priest shall examine him and pronounce him unclean. If the bright spot is white in the skin of his body and its appearance isn't deeper than the skin and its hair hasn't turned white, then the priest shall isolate the infect infected person for seven days. The priest shall examine him on the seventh day. Behold, if in his eyes the plague is arrested and the plague hasn't spread in the skin, then the priest shall isolate him seven more days. The priest shall examine him again on the seventh day. Behold, if the plague has faded and the plague hasn't spread in the skin, then the priests shall pronounce him clean. It is a scab. He shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the scab spreads on the skin after he has shown himself to the priest for his cleansing, he shall show himself to the priest again. The priest shall examine him and behold, if the scab has spread on the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is leprosy. When the plague of leprosy is in a man, then he shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall examine him. Behold, if there is a white swelling in the skin, and it has turned the hair white, and there is a raw flesh in the swelling, it is chronic leprosy in the skin of the body, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. He shall not isolate him, for he is already unclean. If the leprosy breaks out over the skin, and the leprosy covers all the skin of the infected person from his head even to his feet, as far as it appears to the priest, then the priest shall examine him. Behold, if the leprosy has covered all his flesh, he shall pronounce him clean of the plague. It has turned white, he is clean. But whenever raw flesh appears in him, he shall be unclean. The priest shall examine the raw flesh and pronounce him unclean. The raw flesh is unclean, it is leprosy. Or, if the raw flesh turns again and is changed to white, then he shall come to the priest, the priest shall examine him. Behold, if the plague has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him clean of the plague, he is clean. When the body has a boil on its skin and it is healed, and in the place of the boil there is a white swelling or a bright spot, reddish white, then it shall be shown to the priest. The priest shall examine it. Behold, if its appearance is deeper than the skin and its hair has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. It is broken out in the boil. But if the priest examines it and behold, there are no white hairs in it and it isn't deeper than the skin, but is dim, then the priest shall isolate him seven days. If it spreads in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean, it is a plague. But if the bright spot stays in its place and hasn't spread, it is the scar from the boil and the priest shall pronounce him clean. Or 
When the body has a burn from fire on its skin, and the raw flesh of the burn becomes a bright spot, reddish white or white, then the priest shall examine it and behold, if the hair in the bright spot has turned white, and its appearance is deeper than the skin, it is leprosy. It has broken out in the burning, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. But if the priest examines it and behold there is no white hair in the bright spot, and it isn't deeper than the skin, but has faded, then the priest shall isolate him seven days. The priest shall examine him on the seventh day. If it has, if it has spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. If the bright spot stays in its place and hasn't spread in the skin, but is faded, it is the swelling from the burn, and the priest shall pronounce him clean, for it is the scar from the burn. When a man or woman has a plague on the head or on the beard, then the priest shall examine the plague and behold, if its appearance is deeper than the skin, and the hair in it is yellow and thin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is an itch. It is leprosy of the head or of the beard. If the priest examines the plague of itching, and behold its appearance isn't deeper than the skin, and there is no black hair in it, then the priest shall isolate the person infected with the itching seven days. On the seventh day, the priest shall examine the plague, and behold, if the itch hasn't spread, and there is no yellow hair in it, and the appearance of the itch isn't deeper than the skin, then he shall be shaved, but he shall not shave the itch. Then the priest shall isolate the one who has the itch seven more days. On the seventh day, the priest shall examine the itch, and behold, if the itch hasn't spread in the skin, and its appearance isn't deeper than the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. He shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the itch spreads in the skin after his cleansing, then the priest shall examine him, and behold, if the itch has spread in the skin, the priest shall not look for the yellow hair, he is unclean. But if in his eyes the itch is arrested and black hair has grown in it, then the itch is healed. He is clean, the priest shall pronounce him clean. When a man or woman has bright spots in the skin of the body, even white bright spots, then the priest shall examine them. Behold, if the bright spots on the skin of their body are a dull white, it is a harmless rash. It has broken out in the skin, he is clean. If a man's hair has fallen from his head, he is bald, he is clean. If his hair has fallen off from the front part of his head, he is forehead bald, he is clean. But if a reddish white plague is in the bald head or on the bald forehead, it is leprosy breaking out in his bald head or his bald forehead. Then the priest shall examine him. Behold, if the swelling of the plague is reddish white in his bald head or in his bald forehead, like the appearance of leprosy in the skin of the body, he is a leprous man. He is unclean. The priest shall surely pronounce him unclean. His plague is on his head. The leper in whom the plague is shall wear torn clothes, and the hair of his head shall hang loose. He shall cover his upper lip and shall cry, unclean, unclean. All the days in which the plague is in him, he shall be unclean. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. 
his dwelling shall be outside of the camp. The garment also that the plague of leprosy is in, whether it is woolen or a linen garment, whether it is in warp or woof, of linen or of wool, whether in leather or in anything made of leather, if the plague is greenish or reddish in the garment, or in the leather, or in the warp, or in the woof, or in anything made of the leather, it is the plague of leprosy, and shall be shown to the priest. The priest shall examine the plague, and isolate the plague seven days. He shall examine the plague on the seventh day. If the plague has spread in the garment, either in the warp, or in the woof, or in the skin, whatever use the skin is used for, the plague is a destructive mildew, it is unclean. He shall burn the garment, whether the warp or the woof, in wool or in linen, or anything of leather in which the plague is, for it is a destructive mildew, it shall be burned in the fire. If the priest examines it, and behold, the plague hasn't spread in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof or in anything of skin, then the priest shall command that they wash the thing that the plague is in, and he shall isolate it seven more days. Then the priest shall examine it after the plague is washed, and behold, if the plague hasn't changed its colour, and the plague hasn't spread, it is unclean. You shall burn it in the fire. It is a mildewed spot, whether the bareness is inside or outside. If the priest looks, and behold, the plague has faded after it is washed, then he shall tear it out of the garment, or out of the skin, or out of the warp, or out of the woof. And if it appears again in the garment, either in the warp, or in the woof, or in anything of skin, it is spreading, you shall burn what the plague is in with fire. The garment, either the warp, or the woof, or whatever thing of skin it is, which you shall wash, if the plague has departed from them, then it shall be washed a second time, and it will be clean. This is the law of the plague of mildew, in a garment of wool or linen, either in the warp or the woof, or in anything of skin, to pronounce it clean, or to pronounce it unclean. Well, that was a long chapter, and maybe it was a bit boring. I completely get why people would think that. And, um, there's just lots of things to say about this chapter, even though it doesn't seem like there's much to say at all. First of all, this whole chapter is about skin diseases, um, and it keeps using the word leprosy or plague. And um, in the Old Testament, leprosy was like a category, whereas today we might have a category of like, say, cancer whereas there's lots of different types of cancers, cancers of different parts of the body, and there's cancers that are caused by viruses. So cancer for us today is a category, and then there's all sorts of specific things. Well, in the Bible, in this chapter, leprosy is a category, whereas today we have a specific disease, Hansen's disease, which is called leprosy. So if we say someone has leprosy, we're thinking today of that specific thing. But in this chapter, it's a category that represents lots of different things, lots of skin diseases. And of course, the concern, if you're living in the desert at the time that this was written with a couple of million people all crowd around in close proximity, the last thing you want is something infectious getting loose into the camp, especially if it's, you know, Hansen's disease or something as bad as that, it will kill you. It was incurable. Today, leprosy isn't incurable. We've got 
medicine and, and modern things today that we know can halt that disease and stop it and cure it. But back then that didn't exist. The only cure was the Lord, and we'll talk about that in the next chapter. So um, people had to be quarantined. It's, it was for the sake, not of their sake, but for the sake of everyone else. And we, we today in 2021 should understand this better than anyone because we're living through a global pandemic, or you could say a global plague. COVID, coronavirus, we know that we've all been quarantined at different times. Everywhere we go, we have to wear face masks and sanitize and social distance. We have to sign in everywhere we go for the purpose of contact tracing. In Australia, it's not as bad as in other places, but in other places, it's really bad. People are quarantined over and over and over again. In some parts of the world, they, people are told to stay home for a whole month and not even go to the shops. So this chapter where it would say, you know, someone must quarantine for a week and then be examined and then quarantine for another week, this isn't even as severe as a lot of the things we're going through right now. So we can see that God's concern is for the health of an entire nation of people. And we know that today our governments, they have put all these rules upon us because they're concerned for the health of our entire nation. And so it's someone might be quarantined, but it's, it's, it's for the sake of everyone else. <laughs> so if, if you're annoyed that you've got to wear a face mask or any of these things, just um, just be mindful that it's it's for the sake of others. You know, we have to consider others and that's the reason why we follow these rules. And if you were a leper, if you had leprosy and you had to go around saying unclean, unclean, you know, it would not be nice for you. You would have been ostracized from the community. Yes, not fun at all. But it's for the sake of others that this had to be done. And um, in many cases, like if you were kicked out of the community because of this and you had to go and in, live in the desert on your own, in many cases, that would have just meant instant death. Because living in the desert, the food, the water, the supplies and the provisions all come from being connected to that group of people. And in a sense, you've got a fatal disease like leprosy, you're going to die anyway, and just being isolated, it's it's quarantining, yes, but it's just it's just the inevitable sped up. And in the next chapter, we're gonna see that people were healed from this disease miraculously, and we'll talk about that then. So we can see that, yeah, it seems like God was being pedantic with these rules, but then we look at our own governments now and we realize, no, there was good reasons for it because it's for the sake of others. And we see that God cares. God cares for the whole community. God wants what's best for everybody and that these rules were necessary. But at the same time, these very practical things in the Old Testament, they, they start to introduce us to spiritual ideas and spiritual concepts. And um, I'm gonna talk about the concept of leprosy in the next chapter. But in this chapter, I wanna talk about the concept of being a priest. And you know, you imagine that you're a priest in this Old Testament period and people are coming to you and presenting themselves to you and you have to look at it and decide is it clean or is it unclean? And you know, in the New Testament, we're told that we're all priests. In other words, we're all in the position of having to examine things and decide if they're clean or unclean. This is our priestly duty. And um, you're responsible to keep unclean things out of your life 
But you're also responsible if you're a parent to keep unclean things out of your family, and more so if you're a dad, and you're, if you're in a position of ministry or you have some kind of oversight or you have a workplace, you're responsible to keep unclean things out of that and uh, out of that area or out of that sphere of influence. So we all have a priestly duty, even if it's only for ourselves, to keep unclean things out. We have to examine things that are brought before us and decide, is this suitable to allow in or not? And there are a great deal, many things that we have to isolate. And if we're unsure, because in this chapter, you know, there were some people that would come and they weren't unsure whether disease was coming or going, and they would isolate them for a period and then check again. And it may be that there are some things you're unsure about. Is it okay to watch a certain type of TV show or read a certain book or allow your children to play a certain type of computer game or whatever? Well, maybe don't just decide straight away, maybe research it and put it on hold and find out a bit more before you decide is it clean or is it unclean? And so um, I wanna just finish this chapter by talking about a modern hero of the faith. Now this, um, this brother, Father Damien, he lived in the 1800s, just over 100 years ago, and he was a Catholic priest that felt called of the Lord to go to Molokai Island, which was one of the islands in Hawaii, which was a leper colony. The entire island was set aside for lepers. So this is the modern disease we call Hansen's disease. And these people who got this leprosy, they, it was known to be incurable, so they were sent there to basically live out their days. Well, Father Damien, he knew that these people needed to hear the gospel, just as others do, and so he went to Molokai Island, and he himself did not have leprosy. But he sowed his life into sharing the gospel with these people. He built a church on the island, they would come, and he shared the gospel, and a great deal many people were saved, and ultimately, he caught leprosy and died of it himself. So of course he's now been, you know, a lot of people now call him Saint Damien. He's become a saint in the Catholic Church. But I think we can all look at someone like that and we can admire someone that's willing to give up their life, both as a living life, but also the knowledge of, you know, he probably realized he was going to catch this disease at some point, gave up his life for the sake of others. And I think Chapters like this teach us that we need to be very careful, careful about what we allow into our lives or into our families, but they also teach us that there are people around us that they themselves are full of unclean things, and we, like Father Damien, need to be willing to reach out to them. So isolating ourselves from unclean things isn't about keeping away from people who need the Lord. It's just not letting their worldly ways into our own lives. So Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this chapter and the example of Father Damien. And we ask, Lord, that you'd help us to be wise priests that know how to examine what things are clean and what things are unclean and to make good decisions about them and to quarantine things that are not good for us and to put them aside or to expose them or to get rid of them. Lord, give us the grace to walk with you in a way that is pleasing to you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.